You are listening to Jesus is Better, a podcast series presented by Church on Mill, where we discover in a momentary trial the eternal truth that Jesus is better. Hi, everybody. Thanks for taking time to listen to another Jesus is Better, the podcast. Today, we've got two, not one, guests. It's going to be amazing. We have Brandon Remus. Hi, Brandon. Hi, Chuck. Thanks for having me. And we have Xing Chow. What's up, Chuck? Thank you guys for coming and hanging out. So, uh, Brandon, take a second to introduce yourself. Who are you? Why are you here? Yeah, well, I'm here because I was asked, um, but I also know a lot about doubt. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, work with the college ministry at Church on Mill, and... um, am no stranger to thinking through doubting with college students um, and talking to students who have lots of questions about, uh, can I really trust the Bible? Can I trust God? And so happy to be here. Awesome. And you, Shing, why are you here? Uh, I'm here because I think I'm supposed to be the foil to Brandon here. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's better than the plastic wrap. (laughs) So what do you do here at the church? Yeah, I work with the college ministry, just like Brandon, uh, except I focus most of my time with uh, international students at ASU. Great. Well, grateful for both of you, your friendships, your work. Thank you. Um, Before we jump into doubt, the first question I have for you is, uh, you have one of the the tightest friendships on staff, I think, and I would never, ever have put the two of you together. How did that happen? I ask myself that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say something different, but I think that about sums it up. Okay. Well, you personality wise, you like are on polar opposite extremes. So I think there's a mutual respect because of that. Okay. Like a, uh, an appreciation. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't do what he does. So I have respect. Well, what is it that he can do that you can't do? Most things. Okay. <laughs> it works. I enjoy you guys enjoying each other. Grateful for the friendship that you have in the Lord. We wanted to think together around uh, around issues related to to doubt. So, Brandon, you brought up um, just ministering to students and how common that conversation is. Um, under what circumstances is that typically a topic that comes up in conversation? Yeah. Um, well, certainly on campus, interacting with lots of students uh, from various backgrounds and walks of life, uh, we often get people that come up and uh, they are doubting. Is, is God real? Is How can Christianity be the right religion uh, when there are so many other religions? And whether they're Christian or not, those are questions that they have. And I think it's really because college is a formative time in life. And so um, it's just a natural question that comes up when you begin to move out of your parents' house and you're trying to figure out what life is about. Um, that's something you think through. And yeah. so often it's a, a regular topic of conversation in uh, Christian Challenge. Any particular things that you've learned um, experientially visiting with people uh, around the topic that have seemed to be beneficial to them? Um, Well, they all ask the same questions. Typically, um, they are doubting whether the Bible can be believed, whether it's reliable. Um, A lot of times they're also questioning whether or not um, it's logical to believe in a God with such a, a complex world. Um, so creationism, for yeah, example. Sure. Um, and generally, we when we talk through things like that, um, 
it's not so much a matter of what what they're that they're doubting Christianity, but that everybody's doubting something. Um, what I mean by that is everybody has to put faith in something. Um, oftentimes they're looking for an easy way to to work up faith or to to almost like earn or find an understanding of God. Um, but I think the Bible's self-authenticating. And uh, one of the ways that we come to trust God is we read his word and we see what the word says about our world and we see that it's true. Um, but I think that's a gift. You know, when we read scripture and it says that we are sinful by nature um, and we see that in scripture, that's a gift from God that we can understand that. And so oftentimes when it comes to talking with students, um, it's trying to repeat the truths of scripture. And um, I see God work on their hearts through that and see the scripture show them that, wow, I really am sinful. Uh, I really do see how scripture says I can't earn my way. Uh, I really do see the way that it depicts the world and humanity as being apart from God. And I see that in the people I sit next to in my classrooms. I see that in myself. Uh, and I see that I need a savior. And so um, we change the conversation from being so much about what they can do to earn it to, to just resting on Jesus and, and what is the scripture actually telling us. That's awesome. Really wonderful. Uh, Shing, what are, what are some times you think that people are particularly susceptible to having a bout of doubt? Yeah, to kind of tag off of what Brandon was saying, college is definitely a time for that, working with a ton of college students. Uh, I'm just thinking back to one of the last like gatherings of international students that we had right before this whole pandemic hit. Uh, had a college student who actually parks here in our parking lot uh, just popped into the office on a Friday evening and came in and was just like, I got a bunch of questions. Anyone here can talk. Uh, and I started chatting with him, even though I had to run for our international meeting, but he was just like, yeah, a professor just asked me a bunch of questions. I'm Christian, but I don't know how to like respond to some of these thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, uh, for college students, like everything they've known for their entire life is now being pushed. Uh, and for someone growing up in the church, you know, coming to a college campus is definitely not always Christian friendly, uh, and all those things that are challenged, and then that leads to a lot of doubt. Sure, sure, yeah. So um, definitely, those are circumstances in which doubt can be um, present. Also, it seems like the kind of situation that we're in now, as uh, just the whole world, in which life as we knew it really got uh, a stick of dynamite put in it, just kind of blown up, and we more see things as they actually are right now. We don't ever have control. Uh, we, don't, we don't ever really have uh, the ability to manage every circumstance. Um, and that's just more clear right now than it normally is. And so there can be doubt that comes as a result of um, everything I normally hold on to, I can't hold on to anymore. So I wanted to think around, you know, that's the reason to bring up the topic right now. But of course, in, in uh, college is definitely one of those times where that's happening to somebody. Um, and so um, I'm, I'm grateful for the people of Church on Mill and the fact that we're where we are and can be engaging uh, folks like the ones you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And even as you were talking about like this whole crisis, uh, right before all this, I was just talking to Brandon. I was like, this whole pandemic is revealing kind of like our base personalities. And there's no more ignoring some of our like doubts and even like our personality quirks. Like we're just stuck. We can't cover it up. We can't go and just have fun and forget about things. So we actually are faced with having to think through all these issues that we've just kind of buried deep down inside. Yeah, totally. Um, and in the long run, that's a gift, uh, just like faith. It's a gift to see what's really within in order to be brought um, into the light. Um, Brandon, if I were one of those students 
Um, and I, I asked you, well, what do I do with my doubt? Um, what are some things you would try to encourage me toward? I think that the first thing I would want to encourage a college student is that their doubt is not a bad thing. I think oftentimes we, we experience doubts with our faith and we assume that God is somehow frustrated at us. Um, but doubt is a really healthy thing. Um, I actually heard Tim Keller talk about doubt once and he said that um, having doubts is good. It's almost like being a human without antibodies. If we don't have doubts, then we're not going to have antibodies. And all it's going to take is one skeptic, one smart skeptic to come and kind of poke on our beliefs and we're going to fall apart. And so um, my main encouragement to the college student would be um, sit in your doubts. Contemplate them before you just discard them. Um, like really think about them. Because I think that we, we get a stronger faith when we really allow God to work on our hearts through our doubts. Um, so what would that look like? I mean, practically, what does what sitting in my doubts mean? Yeah. Um, well, one, I think, is, is taking it to Scripture. A couple of Scriptures that always encourage me. Uh, one is Matthew. Uh, Matthew 11. Yeah, well, particularly um, the passage about John the Baptist uh, when he's in prison. Mm -hmm. And he's done miracles. He's been proclaiming the, the ministry of Jesus. He's been saying that this is the Lamb that I've been preaching about. And yet he finds himself in prison. And he sends his disciples to ask Jesus. He says, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? Yeah. And Jesus says, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. And I think there's such a beautiful picture here for a couple reasons. One, John the Baptist is the last person you'd expect to be doubting. Um, yeah, he, yeah. he was sent to proclaim right. the, the Messiah. Uh, and even Jesus after this says that no one is greater than John. Um, and so I think that gives us comfort when we doubt. If John can doubt, so can we. But also that Jesus responds to John who's seeking. When John's doubting and he's, he's curious, what do I do? Are you really the Messiah? Jesus says, look at what I'm doing. Do you think I'm the Messiah? I, that I've come and, and look at the miracles. Blessed is the one who is not offended by me. And I think that that holds true for us also. That when we really do doubt, God meets us in that. Yeah. Yeah. He gives us faith. So that was Matthew 11. Somebody wanted to go and spend some time there? Yeah, Matthew 11. Yeah. John had um, faced uh, tremendous opposition um, and yet been faithful to keep preaching. But when he, he wasn't getting rescued by Jesus out of prison and, you know, he went on to get beheaded, then he found himself doubting. Yeah, really powerful example. Thanks. Shane, any thoughts in that regard? Yeah, one of the things, I was jotting down some notes before all this, one of the things I wrote was what a professor told me a few years ago when I was in seminary, and he, just, he said, doubt is like having ants in your pants. It just really gets you moving, you know? <laughs> so we got antibodies yeah. and ants in our pants. All right, interesting, guys. Yeah, yeah. And what he meant is, I mean, obviously when you have ants in your pants, you're not going to be just like, oh, I'm going to sit here and just let it happen, right? You're going to jump up and try to shake it out and whatever, whatever it takes, right? Uh, and in the same way, like, our doubts really kind of stir us up to start asking questions and digging deep and figuring out, like, what is it do I actually believe? Like, I'm not, not just going to sit here and let this happen, right? Um, and I always thought that was, like, super helpful. Uh, growing up, I never really had, like, intelligent answers to a lot of things that came up. And I just assumed that, well, maybe I just lack faith. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, it that that was like a turning point for me. It's like wow, you know, that's actually supposed to <clears throat> drive me forward, not beat me down. Um, mm-hmm. And I found that to be super super helpful. Well, I can honestly say I never thought on uh, the Jesus is Better podcast we would be having any conversation about ants and pants. So <laughs> thank you for that, Shane. Welcome. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Dr. Booker at Southern Seminary for that. I have okay. to give credit where it's due. All right. <laughs> awesome. Um, guys, what what do you think a, a believer, so uh, somebody who knows Jesus, has walked with Jesus, um, but for... I mean, we could put any kind of circumstance in this in this place. Uh, say, for example, um, someone who was in a relationship that they thought they'd be spending the rest of their lives with that person. Or think of a parent um, who the second child they lose in a miscarriage. Um, or, or think of an adult whose um, father walks away from the faith when when he had been the example, you know, really uh, significantly rattling experiences. Everybody has those eventually. It, it's just a question of um, how many of them are you going to have and how long is it until they happen to you? They, they happen to all of us. It's just part of living in a fallen world. When doubt comes and it's connected to really significant crises, um, how, do we, um, how do we labor with each other as fellow Christians and unfortunately, something that can happen, um, I'm sure you all have seen and experienced maybe, is uh, sometimes Christians haven't developed the toolkit to know how to walk with each other for a while when there isn't a pat little answer that fixes it. So how do we, as a, as a church family, as brothers and sisters committed to each other, um, how do we not fall into the, well, just say a prayer and Jesus will pat you on your head and your doubts will go away, but really the kinds of things that take a long time to get over. Uh, how do we not be condescending and how do we be helpful? Any thoughts about that? Yeah, one of the things that I'm learning is as uh, people go through tough circumstances is to not automatically jump all the way forward and try to answer all these like issues that they might have and bring up. Uh, oftentimes like they're just still like grieving or like just reacting to whatever is happening. Uh, you know, feelings don't always like, I, I don't really like deal with those things very well. Uh, I'm learning how. Uh, and oftentimes, like, yeah, people just need to get something off their chest and things come out and they don't necessarily mean it. And it's just the circumstances that are affecting that. And I think as uh, fellow Christians, like, we just need to be there to listen to people and, and empathize when we can. Uh, and from that, uh, you know, like the recovery period for some people could take longer than others. But being there and doing that, I think, is a good start to that. Uh, and then afterwards, then we can start really probing into maybe some of the things that have been revealed because of the circumstances. Uh, so, I mean, that's what, like I said, that's what I've been learning the last, like, little bit here. Um, and just really, I don't know if that's helpful at all, but that's just how I've been processing that. Yeah, totally. So have, have empathy, lean in, listen, be present. The, the ministry may just be listening um, and not... Uh, sternly responding harshly, um, but but just offering an ear. Um, that that's enormously important. I'm really glad you started there. That, that definitely, I think, is the very best approach. Uh, Brandon, what would you add to that? Yeah, I think uh, what Shane said was really good. I'd also want to add um, when we look at tragedy in the Bible, some of those things that the people experience that really shatter their faith. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if we consider a story like Joseph. You know, his brothers sell him into slavery. 
Um, I can't imagine that he knew what God was doing in that moment. Sure. <laughs> and it took years and years and years before he finally saw what God was doing in the midst of a bad situation. And I think that we can't expect people uh, to to be just okay and, and to to have their doubts at rest the next week, yeah. the next month, maybe even a year yeah. or a couple years. Totally. And so I think we just ought to be patient with one another and love them well, but also point them to the truth that God ultimately does work all things for the good of those who love him. And whether we see that or even can experience that or believe that, yeah. uh, that is true. And so uh, I think we ought to just bear one another's burdens. Yeah. Take a long view. Um, don't try to solve this in a one conversation. Be committed through the, the membership commitment that we make to each other to stick it out. Um, what, what a gift to have uh, a church like that with people willing to take the, the long road uh, together. We'll all need that over various issues. It may not be doubt, maybe something else, but, but none of us have a faith that um, is um, impenetrable to difficulty and questions that will come up over time. Um, you know, to just uh, the way the Lord has designed that he uh, keeps us tethered um, is by his spirit through his word among his people. So I think you guys have shown a lot of wisdom. Really grateful for that. Have either of you ever really tangoed with doubt? And what was that dance like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I remember sitting on the, the couch of an old pastor and I'd be there until 1.30 in the morning. Chris, am I really a believer though? Mm. You know, is, can I really trust God? Has he really saved me? And um, I think that the more we encounter our sin, uh, the more we, it's easy to question, could God really cover that? Is, is the God real that he, he would do that? That, that's, that this is even possible? It almost sounds too good to be true. Um, and that happened for me in college. And so I think that's... Um, one reason why I'm so sympathetic to, to those doubting in that stage of life. How about you, Shane? Honestly, I don't think I really had any stage in my life where I just had like serious, like crushing doubts about what I believe. Uh, I, I do have like little things that I, I run through my head and like oftentimes I'm just driving or whatever it is and like some thought pops in my head and I, and I start kind of playing like, playing the skeptic, you know, I'm like, hmm, like, I'm, I'm, I just read something with somebody in the Bible. I'm processing. It's like, wait, that doesn't quite fully make sense there. You know, yeah. like, what, what in the world's going on? Yeah. Even like today, as I was thinking, I was like, huh, we're reading Acts chapter 8 and Simon the Magician, right? It's like, why, the, why is that guy there? And why is like his behavior so odd? That makes absolutely no sense. And like, what is it trying to get at? Yeah. Like, something's wrong. Something, maybe the word's wrong. And maybe the Bible's wrong. And I go kind of down that little rabbit hole. And then I was like, no, that's not true at all. But, uh, but again, the kind of like like the ants in my pants, you know, so it gets me moving and thinking and, and processing even more. So it's actually kind of helpful. Yeah. So how is it that you get out of that? Once you find yourself running down that path, then uh, real practically speaking, how do you get back on the right way? Yeah, there are just some things, regardless of what is happening, that are always true. Uh, and I think being steeped in those things constantly is it really helps pull you back out of those moments where you start doubting. Uh, one of those things is the word of God is true. Uh, like Psalm 19, you know, I think some of the scriptures of Psalm 19 is that the law of the Lord is perfect. It is trustworthy. It revives your soul. It gives joy. It gives light. Uh, you know, and like, that's like a truth that, you know, you, you always stick by. Uh, so even as I'm like questioning, like what is going on in the word here? It's like, well, I know it is good and it's true. And 
there is no reason for me to actually doubt this, you know. Um, and, and a lot of, I guess, we could classify in our systematic theology, like who God is, who is Jesus, all these things yeah, yeah. Uh, that we're just need to be steeped in constantly. Just really remind us and like is the foundation for uh, where everything else comes from. Yeah. So uh, a, a tool uh, that people can use is our membership statement of faith. So uh, we hope that that's something that isn't just you read it when you join, but is actually a devotional tool that you can regularly go back to. Uh, that's a little uncommon today for Christians, but for most of the rest of church history, um, the, the, the catechisms um, were a real basic building block of how faith was strengthened and how people actually um, r really digested the word it are these these summaries that capture the big swaths of what the Bible tells us. So, Shane, that's, uh, I'm glad that you framed it that way for us and just makes me think of, I'm just grateful that we have that tool. So encourage people to jump on the website and look at that and, and uh, read it often. Um, and over time, the Lord will really use that to help strengthen our confidence ultimately in his scripture. Um, Brandon? Yeah, Chuck, if you don't mind me asking, uh, I'd love to know if there was a particular time in your life that you suffered for doubt and with doubt and how you actually pulled yourself out of that. Um, I would say uh, that uh, I struggled with this in a very significant way for years, um, almost demoralizing. Um, it felt at the time like um, my faith was just being battered on rocks and I wasn't sure really if there was any and what would come out of the backside of that. Um, I also, Shing, am wired um, to question and to be skeptical um, and to not want to accept something just because I've been told it. Um, I, there, there are good things about that bent, that temperament. Um, there, there, there are also <laughs> some perils of it as well. Um, but uh, really from like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, those, in those years of my life, um, I, I very significantly struggled with, um, am I saved? Um, have I prayed the prayer the right way and believed it enough? Um, did I recommit my life to Christ sufficiently? Um, if I'm not a Christian, then how does one become a Christian? Because I think I've done what I'm supposed to do. Um, if I am a Christian, then why do I still have so many doubts? It was just like a toilet bowl constantly spinning in the refuge uh, is the way I lived internally. So it was horrible. Uh, on the backside of that, then I would say that it, it really wasn't me at all that got me out of it, that um, the Lord in his kindness hung on to me and wouldn't let me go even when I tried to get away. And uh, he guarded and protected my faith from becoming shipwrecked. It didn't feel like it at the time. Um, and there's a lot more there that we could talk about, but you used the word sympathy earlier. I, I definitely feel lots of sympathy for people who um, struggle with doubt. Um, it moved from me, it moved uh, in my case from doubting am I really saved to that not really getting resolved, which became doubting um, do I do I believe that Christianity works for me to doubting, does God even exist? Um, and, and then the part that persisted the longest was, can I, can I accept anything in the Bible as true? Um, and if so, on what basis? So 
that just went on for years and years and years, honestly. And God in his kindness hung on to me and uh, provided people and answers and confidence in the faith. And yeah, I think at the end of the day, it was it was insecurity, self self-absorption, um, needing to figure things out as opposed to being okay that I can't figure everything out. Um, and, and honestly is probably into my, my mid twenties before that cycle was fully resolved and in, in God's kindness, it's, it's made things since then much, much easier to deal with as I face hardship. That just, things don't, things don't rattle me like they used to. I think God's brought me through. So encouraging to hear that uh, you've seen the fruit in your life of sitting in your doubts and really working through them and allowing God to work on your heart in them. Well, I tried to get away, brother. Um, I, you know, I did everything I could to fix them. And when I couldn't fix them, then I just resolved to pretend. And then when I couldn't pretend anymore, I just fell apart. So I was a mess, an absolute mess. I went to seminary thinking seminary would help me and would provide me with answers that I needed after going to a secular college. And that actually just made it 10 times worse. Um, and, and finally had to read the word a lot for myself, get good counseling, um, find lots of godly people who would walk with me in that. And in the Lord's kindness, it, it's just not an issue anymore. So um, anything else you guys want to think about real quick in relationship to uh, doubt and uh, loving each other well in doubt? Um, Shing, you are a thoughtful guy. Anything else on your mind? Not that you're not, Brandon, but Shing, ants in your pants, anything else, brother? Yeah, one of the, <laughs> one of the things that I was thinking of in regards to this topic is just even like, how do we define doubt and faith? And I think a lot of times we kind of get those things all kind of goofed up and messed up. Like we, we, we equate doubt as like the opposite of faith, which is actually not. And even, even like, what is faith? Like I think Brandon touched on it earlier, like, Faith is a gift from God. It's not something that we work ourselves towards. Uh, I think just, uh, even as we define those things, I think like a lot of people just get it wrong, and that's that's where a lot of this stuff goes off the off the rails there. Yeah, yep, that's true. Um, hopefully, the mic picked up your son laughing just then. That was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, giggles. Yep, those were good giggles. Next, uh, maybe the next time we have you on, we'll have uh, him join us as well. All right, um, guys, you have um, been a, a real help. Thank you for taking time to sit and chat. And uh, ultimately, of course, our trust is not so much in us resolving our doubts or never having any again, um, but in looking to Christ and finding in all things. He is sufficient um, and he will hold on to us and he really is better. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Jesus is Better. For more info, visit us at www.churchonmill.org. That's churchonmill.org.